Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President Stacy Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Monday edition of the Daily 10. It's your friend Matt back again with you, and we're ready to take you on a very busy 10-minute sports journey together today. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group Rundown. It's brought to you by the Rhodes Group. You ask, who is the Rhodes Group? I would tell you the Rhodes Group is my independent insurance agency that I turn to to get the best home and car insurance rates for me and my family. So I would say to you, why do you think you need the assistance of an independent insurance agent? Well, as the old saying goes, time is money. And as insurance rates continue rising faster than ever, it's imperative that you get 10 insurance quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy. Otherwise, you're spending hours doing it yourself, and I almost guarantee you're going to make a mistake or two. Instead, have an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group do the shopping for you. Plus, that comes with peace of mind, which gives you comprehensive collision, uninsured motorist coverage, third-party liability, the things we really don't know about and can mess up pretty easily. Get in touch with an independent insurance agent like the Rhodes Group to make sure your policy is done right. The Rhodes Group has a landing page set up for you, our Daily 10 listener, to get those 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. You'll see a landing page. It makes it so easy. Rhodes, R-H-O-A-D-S, roads-group.com slash churnoff, or call them directly to get the 10 quotes at 678-341-9667. Well, the Braves hit the century mark on Sunday night. We'll talk about win number 100, the Braves series in Washington, the final week of the season, the big news off the field concerning Charlie Morton, and where the Braves go from here in a moment. Plus, Falcon fans are experiencing the same frustration as Washington fans and Pittsburgh and New York football fans. We'll talk about that, plus the Falcons' loss uh, on Sunday in just kind of frustrating fashion in Detroit. Plus, Kirby Smart has spoiled Georgia fans the same way that Spurrier and Urban spoiled Florida fans back in the day. Let's just hope this one ends a little bit differently. We'll talk about Georgia's win over UAB and the dogs now looking ahead to uh, getting back into SEC play next Saturday. All that and more coming up in a moment. First, I'll remind you we're brought to you by our partners at Old Fourth Distillery. I keep seeing all the big things that Old Fourth has going on for football season. And now that we have reached fall, it's official. Football season is here, and you got your tailgating plans on Saturdays and Sundays and on Monday nights and on Thursday nights. Nothing says tailgating more than bourbon. 
football, bourbon, tailgating, they all they all go together perfectly. Those are things Old Fourth is known for. Old Fourth Distillery is going to make your football season a perfect one because Old Fourth has got you set up for your tailgate, game days, and more. Old Fourth's products are bottled in bond, aged all in Atlanta, plus they're available statewide and online. We're talking Atlanta-made vodka, Atlanta-made gin, and yes, Atlanta-aged bourbon. When you think football season, think Old Fourth Distillery. You can find your Old Fourth brands available at most Atlanta retail locations, as well as stores around the state of Georgia and online at O4D.com. The Braves beat the Nats last night 8-5 in Game 2 of their doubleheader, so the Braves won 3-4 in their series in the nation's capital. They also improved to 100 wins on the season there, 156 at this point as they close in on home field advantage throughout both the NL and throughout the World Series down the stretch. Spencer Strider got the start in Game 2, and he was just kind of okay, but it was good enough for him to pick up his 19th win of the season. He went five and two-thirds, gave up seven hits, four earned, four strikeouts and a walk. Spencer is now two strikeouts away from tying John Smoltz for the Braves' single-season strikeout record. The Braves' bullpen did very good work, came in and got a combo of Chavez, Jimenez, Minter, and Iglesias. That group combined to allow just one run, and the Braves got the dub. It was interesting to see the way Brian Snitker handled his lineup in both games. It's obvious he's trying to rest more of his regulars, which I think is a great idea. Game two, the Braves got home runs from Kevin Pillar and Forrest Wall. Forrest hit his first career home run and what was his first career start. Matt Olson had three hits in the game, including a double and an RBI. That RBI was number 133 on the season for Olson, giving him now the single-season Atlanta Braves record as he passed Gary Sheffield. Orlando Arcee was two for three in the game. He had three RBIs, so that was good to see. Now, the Braves lost game one of the doubleheader three to two to the Nats. Notable from that game, Kyle Wright pitched three innings in relief, gave up three hits a run, struck out two. The Braves made it known that will be the path for Kyle if he's going to make the postseason roster to give them some opportunity out of the bullpen. Why that becomes even more important, we saw what happened on Friday night. Charlie Morton was removed from game one of this series with right index finger discomfort. The Braves placed Charlie Morton on the 15-day I.L., with inflammation in that finger, which means he will not be eligible to pitch most likely in the National League Division Series. The hope is that Morton would be available for the NLCS should the Braves advance. And as we said, Kyle Wright now, I would think, plays a larger role out of the bullpen because the way the math would work out, as long as Max Freed's okay, Freed would start Game 1, Spencer Strider Game 2, and Bryce Elder would get the start in Game 3. And if he's not pitching well at the first sign of trouble... The thought I would think at that point is go get Kyle Wright, bring him in to try to eat some outs in the middle part of the game to get you to the higher leverage bullpen members for the Braves. The biggest moment in a good way for the Braves on the field happened in game one of this series Friday night. Ronald Acuna led off that game with his 40th home run of the season. He becomes just the fifth player in baseball history with at least 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases, joining Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, A-Rod, and Alfonso Soriano. We know he's also the first to go 40-50, 40-60, and he's two stolen bases away from a 40-home run, 70-stolen base season. The Braves have the day off today. They'll begin their final homestand of the season with the Cubs and Nats coming to Truist Park before a week off, and then the real stuff begins in the postseason. Coming up on our menu, we'll talk about Falcon fans experiencing the same frustration 
as Washington, Pittsburgh, New York football fans are all experiencing today. But first, speaking of menus, First Watch serves its entire menu seven days a week, beginning at 7 a.m., going all the way through 2.30 p.m. In this fall at First Watch, hot honey is the new pumpkin spice. In its newest seasonal menu, the leader in breakfast, brunch, and lunch is partnering with Mike's Hot Honey to bring sweet heat to a custom recipe. If you're a pumpkin spice lover, don't fret. The new menu also leans into their cozy classics from pumpkin pancakes, cinnamon spice churros, to a wonderful pomegranate pear uh, punch fresh juice that's available now through October 29th. Stop by a First Watch restaurant near you in Metro Atlanta, including their newest location in Loganville on Atlanta Highway. It's complete with an outdoor patio. An indoor brunch bar you can always order online at firstwatch.com. The Falcons were 20-6 to losers yesterday in Detroit, their first loss of the season, so they fall to 2-1. The Falcons' offensive line got manhandled all day long. They couldn't protect Desmond Ritter, who was sacked seven times in the game. Keep in mind, Detroit only had one sack in their first two games. When they did protect Desmond, Ritter couldn't connect with his receivers. Now give the Lions credit, they shut down the Falcons' ground game, which is always going to be the most important part of what the Falcons do. Uh, the Falcons rushed for just 44 yards in the game, which meant it was going to be more on Desmond, and that's, I think, the wrong approach at this point. Not that he's not capable, but it's a long shot for him to carry the offense. He was 21 for 38 passing, 201 yards. He should have thrown an interception when it was dropped by Detroit. He looked rattled with all the sacks, all the hits. He never got in any rhythm. It was just a rough day for the Falcons quarterback. More on him in a minute. The Falcons' defense was, I'd say, decent. They didn't have any sacks in the game. They did force a turnover on a Jesse Bates interception, but they didn't make any like big game-changing, game-altering type uh, plays. They got some pressure at times on Jared Goff, but if you're not getting sacks and getting home, it's just hard to say the defense was great. They weren't bad. They were just okay. The Falcons also committed 10 penalties in that game yesterday for 119 yards, which has kind of been an issue through three games i bring it up because the falcons were the least penalized team in the league a year ago they've already committed 22 penalties for 272 penalty yards in just three games so now the falcons will head to london they will leave on thursday for their matchup against jacksonville on sunday afternoon which will be a 9 30 a.m local time start here in atlanta for the birds against the jags now back to desmond ritter like most young quarterbacks the ups and downs are going to be there. I know nobody wants to hear that because nobody has the patience. Desmond Ritter on Sunday was just not good. 55% completions, 201 yards, no touchdowns. As I said, he should have been picked off. He did have a fumble. I thought he missed several throws, including a deep ball to Kyle Pitts that could have been a game-changing kind of a moment. But again, that's the reality of young quarterbacks. That was Desmond's seventh start. And I said here on the podcast during the summer and on the radio, I'm not going to do a referendum on Desmond each and every week. I'm not going to decide he can play or can't play. I'm going to let it cook. That's the way you have to do it. You have to do that with first-round picks who are supremely talented. Desmond's a third-round pick who's got some skills, but he, as I've said, he doesn't have an elite arm, doesn't have great accuracy. Um, footwork in the pocket is rather pedestrian, so it's going to take him some time. And if you're not willing to give it to him, then you're just going to do the roller coaster back and forth and, like I said, do the referendum on Desmond. The Falcons are not alone in this world. Like Washington's quarterback, Sam Howell, the fifth-round pick. Yesterday, he threw four interceptions, 170 yards. Completed just, or excuse me, threw for just 5.9 yards an attempt. It was an awful day. He's not started very much in this league. Up in New York, the Jets with Zach Wilson. 
He was just 18 for 36 passing, a buck 57, 4.4 yards per attempt. That was the second pick in the draft. The Steelers are another team going through this with the ups and downs of Kenny Pickett. So again, that's sort of where the Falcons are. I think the bigger issue yesterday for me is Arthur Smith showed you his confidence or lack thereof in his quarterback in the uh, early portion of the fourth quarter. It was a third and six from Detroit's 29. Arthur Smith called the Bijan Robinson run at that point because he didn't trust Desmond, and I also don't think he trusted his O-line could pass protect. So instead, the Falcons had to settle for a long field goal. Young Waku missed it, and whatever chance the Falcons had of getting back in the game really didn't happen. That's a major problem. Makes you play one-handed. They had to do that a year ago with Marcus Mariota. And the hope is you won't have to do that to the same extent with Desmond Ritter, but this will be a work in progress. Some weeks you'll love his fourth quarter moxie and the throws he makes, and some weeks you'll think he's never played the position. Young quarterbacks, that's what you have to deal with. We'll see what he looks like next weekend on Sunday against Jacksonville with the Falcons in London. All right, we'll talk about the Dogs' victory on Saturday night against UAB and the response that continues to make me shake my head from Georgia fans. That coming up in a moment. First, though, I'm going to talk about the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. That's my go-to sports bar on Main Street in downtown Woodstock. If you're a fan of watching your college football Saturday or your football Sundays with the pros or tonight's Monday Night Football doubleheader, check out the Daily Draft downtown Woodstock on Main Street. If you're in Woodstock, easy to find. It's just as easy to find if you're coming from Roswell or Milton or Alpharetta or you're coming from Canton or Kennesaw. The Daily Draft's right around the corner. And what you'll love? A craft beer bar. Self-serve taps at your fingertips. A brand new menu with so many right answers. The best big screen in the burbs. To grab some real estate, by the way, there's a couch like five feet in front of that bad boy. Make that your go-to every day to watch your big games. Check out the uh, Daily Draft, downtown Woodstock on Main Street. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram or their website. Easy to get to at thedailydraft.net. The Daily Ten is also brought to you by Tribute Wines. We have said goodbye to summer officially and said hello to fall. With fall comes football. Your weekends are packed. Your weekends are also packed with kids' activities. At the end of the weekend, you need to wind down with a great bottle of wine. That's why I highly recommend the Sauvignon Blanc from Tribute Wines. Think about bold notes of citrus, grapefruit, pineapple. That's the Sauvignon Blanc from Tribute Wines. Just one of the offerings you can find at any Atlanta retail location. You'll fall in love with the Tribute Wines for the taste. You'll also fall in love for the price point. This hoity-toity world of the wine snob who can brag about paying $200 for a bottle of wine. What if I told you the Sauvignon Blanc and all of the Tribute wines have figured it out? Great taste with incredible value. That's why the Sauvignon Blanc was featured in Wine Enthusiast Top 100 Wines of 2022. Check out the Tribute wines at most fine Atlanta retail locations. The Tribute wines, bold flavors, strong bonds. Georgia won on Saturday night, 49-21 against UAB. They improved a 4-0 on the year, and the numbers look good. Like, if you just didn't watch the game, uh, you would look at the numbers and see that Carson Beck continues to put bigger, uh, big numbers up in this offense for Georgia does the same. Beck threw for 338 yards, three touchdowns. I'm going to assume Brock Bowers is okay. He went off on Saturday night, nine catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. In total, Georgia put up 582 yards of offense. They were 10 of 13 on third down. It was fun to watch that. But the response from Georgia fans continues to be, why aren't we playing better? Why aren't we more efficient? Why aren't we doing this? How did we give up 21 points? I guess you can take that approach, and I know Georgia fans have incredibly high expectations 
because Kirby Smart has spoiled Georgia fans. That's natural when you win back-to-back championships. But it's also got to be exhausting to not enjoy what you're watching and constantly complain and be disappointed about a certain level of play. I said last week, maybe this Georgia team isn't special. Maybe they're not great, but they're really, really good, and that might be good enough. Remember, this Georgia team, they don't have to beat the 2021 dogs or the 2022 dogs. And I think some people are doing the comp of, like, could Georgia beat the 21 champions or the 22? They don't have to. Georgia has to beat Auburn this year and then Florida and eventually the SEC championship game with an LSU or an Alabama. If that goes well, Georgia's playing in a playoff and they're two games away from having a chance to do something that hasn't happened since the 1930s, and that's win three straight championships. I would think a Georgia fan has two options right now, and you have a specific choice. Number one, embrace this. Enjoy the best time in your life as a Georgia Bulldog fan. Your team's won 21 straight games. Winners are 37 of 38. Or you could constantly complain, bitch, whine about why you're not looking as dominant as you want them to look every time out when a drive doesn't go perfectly. Georgia's 4-0. They've won every game by double digits. Their average margin of victory right now is 30.2 points per game. At this same juncture a year ago, they were 4-0 with a margin of victory of 34. And remember, the fifth game of the year was Missouri that Georgia had to fight and claw. So it went down to 28 points per game. Here's what Kirby Smart has done in his first 100 games now at Georgia. He's 85-15. and 15. That's a game better than Nick Saban, who was 84-16. and 16. That's a game and a half better than Spurrier, who was 83-16-1. And, and that's four games better than Bear Bryant, who was 81-12-1. Again, it's your choice to view this stuff and receive it any way you want, but soak in these years. Take in the sights, smells, sounds, all of it. You're in the midst of one of the best runs in Georgia football and probably one you'll never have again with the greatest coaching tenure you're watching right now. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not going to look pretty. It doesn't matter. Georgia continues to win, win big, and now they're back in conference Saturday at Auburn at 3.30. All right, if you guys would do me the favor of subscribing to the podcast, if you are a first-timer who just found us, or you have listened a few times but for whatever reason have not subscribed, now you can do it on any podcast platform. We are available on all your favorites. I will talk to you folks on the radio this afternoon in Atlanta at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan. We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of the Daily 10. Subscribe to the Daily 10 now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. 
The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.